business to new insane revenue levels doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about the right strategy, team, efficiencies, and confidence. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. With over 1 million downloads, it's the go-to business podcast dedicated to business owners who want to evolve out of operating in the day-to-day and make their dreams come true. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here. As a former banker, I have now been an entrepreneur for over 15 years and have started, grown, acquired, and sold over 20 multi-million dollar companies to date. Together, you and I will strengthen your existing business, build your dream team and process, grow your wealth and legacy, all while surrounding you with a community of rockstar entrepreneurs just like yourself. Are you ready to evolve? Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to today's episode. We are joined by Nick Loper, founder of Side Hustle Nation. This is a great conversation. And as the chief side hustler at SideHustleNation.com, he loves deconstructing the tactics and strategies behind building extra streams of income. So whether you are thinking about a new venture or currently in the weeds of a new venture, this is going to give you inspiration, give you resources, and give you a value add to help give you a little pep in your step. Enjoy this episode and thanks for being here, business owner. If you haven't taken the chance to invest in yourself, in your personal self-awareness, in your leadership development, and really getting out of the weeds as owner and operator of your business, now's the time to do it. In the notes, you will see a link that is there for you to book a free session with me so that we can do a brain dump, organize your thoughts, help you gain clarity, and get you ready to propel on to the next thing. Keep evolving, entrepreneur. I am so, so proud of you. Welcome, Nick. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Today, we are joined by Nick Loper. He is the founder of Side Hustle Nation. What a cool topic. So let's let's learn about you um, first. Let's hear your story, your journey to uh, starting the company and you know how you got here. Tell us about yourself. Gosh, I am almost uh, 10 years into this Side Hustle Nation project and the Side Hustle Show podcast, which is kind of crazy to me. I mean, it started with you know $50 mic, corner of the living room. You know, is this thing on? Is anybody going to tune into this stuff? And it's been an absolutely life-changing experiment. It's been it's been such a blast to do it. Uh, so prior to that, my original side hustle, kind of like what gave me the <laughs> the idea to start talking about this stuff in general was a comparison shopping site for footwear, which was kind of, you know, dates me a little bit. Comparison shopping is not what it once was, but in the early days of the internet, you remember sites like price grabber and next tag and shopping.com, you know, so I built that except for shoes and, you know, tell you where you could find the best price on your next pair of shoes. It would earn affiliate commissions on every order that came through the site. And that was the thing that let me quit my corporate job. And I kind of, thought like, I just be the dude who sells shoes on the internet. And thankfully started a lot of side projects on the side from that after running it full time. And most of those for the sake of disclosure, didn't go anywhere, like died a quiet death in some lonely corner of the internet. Mm -hmm. A couple, a couple of those, you know, side, side projects stuck around. One was Side Hustle Nation. The other one, actually a couple of years prior to starting 
the Side Hustle Nation brand was the virtual assistant directory and review platform, uh, kind of like Yelp for outsourcing companies that started in 2011 and sold in 2020. And that's kind of like the post-college, you know, corporate arc there, I guess, or or, uh, business arc. I love it all. So tell us about what was your corporate job just to kind of paint that picture? Yeah, I was working at the bottom rung of Ford Motor Company as a dealer rep, or rather as a factory rep to the dealers on the service and parts side of the business, which car business is fascinating business. I mean, some of these dealers had their charters signed by Henry Ford, like they've been in business for generations and, you know, we're trying to get them to sell more, more Ford parts, you know, they they sell cars and trucks on the front end and they sell parts at the back end. And so that was the side of the business I was focused on. I love it. And that's fascinating. Just the perspective that you can kind of gain from, you know, a short uh, time in corporate, but see so much, right? So as you were talking, I kind of, um, you know, quickly had uh, flashbacks of like the evolution of the internet, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, which is cool for business owners because things are always changing, right? There'll always be something that's new or something that's out there. So tell us when you first started the shoe comparison. Did you build it? Did you outsource for it? Like who were your who's when you started it? Did you do it all? What did that look like? Yeah. So a couple things here. So I started with direct link text ads using my you know affiliate tracking link as the destination URL. And in Jim Collins speak, this was my way of firing bullets before firing cannonballs, right? No, really no overhead, kind of just like pay on a per click basis. And you could test really quickly, is this going to be profitable or not? Yeah. After it proved that it was, that's when I plunked down and invested in having a full website okay. built. And for me, that was on like guru.com, which I think uh-huh. still exists, like kind of a precursor <laughs> to Odesk, Elance, Upwork, and, and ended up, you know, putting this job out for bid. Uh, the guy who, you know, several responses, but one of the guys was only like a half an hour away from me in Northern Virginia at the time. And so I go over to his apartment and we like hash out this deal. And he kind of, once he kind of realizes that it's just like, you know, a 22 year old kid, you know, he's like, okay, well, let me, you know, adjust my pricing <laughs> accordingly. And, you know, ended up working with him and his team for, you know, the the entire time of having the site, like 10 years. Wow, and it was really kind of, cool. it was kind of fun to have that, uh, you know, little connection and trying to hash this out like any software project to, you know, takes twice as long to build and uh, then, than they expect it to. But that was the early, the early days of, <laughs> of uh, the comparison shopping site. Very cool. So tell us about the company today. What does it look like? Who are you helping? How are you helping? Yeah, this is very lean, uh, I guess, media business, if you could call it that. So primarily blog podcasts, YouTube, YouTube being kind of like the smaller, you know, trying to build up that side of things. When I show up at events, most people will recognize me from the Side Hustle show. But the blog side of the business, especially in the last few years, has really picked up as the site has aged into a certain level of authority in the eyes of Google and focused more on creating question and answer content, like search engine intent content uh, and answering people's questions. So it serves an audience of people who are looking to make extra money, uh, people who are looking to use their free time more productively, more effectively. Like, ah, you know, some of them are like, how do I get out of the corporate rat race? All the way, you know, that's kind of on the high end, all the way to people who are just like, look, if I can make an extra 250 bucks, an extra 500 bucks, like, you know, some, just give me a little breathing room in my budget. Um, you know, that would be a win for me. So really serving that spectrum of the audience, people who are, uh, you know, looking to make 
extra money, whether out of necessity or just out of proactive, like hey, this is something that I want to do. Right. Well, I love that you have built this company and it's been a long amount of time. And for some of our listeners, it it may be a new kind of topic, right? They may not have heard about it so much. So, so how would you give advice to them if they are looking for either diversification in their existing companies, right? Bringing in another source of revenue, a side hustle, let's say, right? Or if they're completely in that corporate world and have this glimmer that they want to step into the world of being an entrepreneur and to just kind of dip their toe in it. What's your initial advice to people? Yeah, so the common advice is this, you know, perfectly laid out Venn diagram that you've probably seen where, you know, you have your... Uh, you know, your skills uh, in one, <laughs> in one right, circle right. and your, you know, your hobbies and interest in this other circle, yes. and the, you know, the things you've been paid to do in this. And then, you know, the magic intersection in the middle is like, well, that's your perfect business idea. That's your perfect side hustle. And if that exists for you, that is fantastic. But what we found for a lot of people, it's like, well, you know, my skills, like what I've been paid to do are way over here. My hobbies and interests are right. in this other corner. It's like, there's there's not a lot of overlap. And so what right. you have to do instead is start from this pains and problems uh, point of view. And I'm glad you you asked that, like, well, who do you, who do you serve? How do you help them? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think you can ask that the same way. Well, who do you serve? How do you help them? And you can start asking the questions of yourself. Well, what do people already come to you for advice for? Like what level of perceived expertise do you have? And at this point, people come, they ask about websites, they ask about SEO, they ask about affiliate marketing, they ask about podcasting, you know, those are kind of like, what is your perceived level of authority expertise? Don't you not have to be the world's you know, biggest expert in that? And then the second thing is to go through what I call the what sucks exercise. Like normally mm-hmm. like to be a little more you know optimistic. So you kind of have to put your pessimist hat on for this one. And this is you know, start a, I just use like the notes app on my phone. So I start a file called what sucks. And (laughs) this is everything that is annoying to you throughout the day. Everything that your spouse or partner is complaining to you about everything that your coworkers or peers or kids, like any, you know, anything that is, you kind of, you know, build this noticing muscle of the things that suck throughout the day, because on the other side of that is, you know, maybe there's a business idea or maybe there's a business opportunity solution. And it usually takes, one of three forms, you know, product, service, or content. And we give the uh, give the example of like a dirty house being a common pain point. And there are product businesses to to solve that problem. You can buy like the latest robot vacuum or Swiffer mop. There are service based businesses that solve that problem. You go hire a cleaning service, uh, and then there's content based uh, businesses that solve that problem. You can watch you know, decluttering videos, or you can watch the home edit, or you can watch like, you know, different, uh, you could read uh, the life-changing magic of tidying up, like a lot of people approaching it from the content-based right. uh, standpoint. And so thinking in terms of pains and problems and like, okay, what is the solution I go out and provide for that? I love it. I love it. I was just thinking about Marie Kondo because someone said the other day that she had kids and gave up on it all. I was like, well, there you oh. go. <laughs> you just made me feel better. Um, okay. So once they kind of know that, and I love that exercise. And I I often say that to business owners when they're looking for a new hire to go through that same exercise, like uh, use the notes. What do you hate doing? What do you not like doing? Like, what are you doing that now that isn't income producing for you and the yeah. highest and best use of your time? Same kind of thing, right? And then that's your next hire. 
So, yeah. so what's next then? Like what step do they take if they don't know how all this works? This is like, you know, innately a, a part of you here. Like, you know, that affiliate links and this, and you can do all these different revenues things that come so easily. So how can people make money out there? But yeah, I like this. Out. Yeah. I like your exercise of going out and talking to business owners, even talking to other homeowners and just finding out where those pains and problems lie. And then kind of asking, well, if you had a magic wand, how would you solve that? Or what, what's that problem costing you? Or, you know, what's trying to get a sense of what would it be worth to make that pain go away? Mm-hmm. And then you can get the natural covers that, well, I could shoot, I could do that for you or something. Um, right. But so as far as like actual next steps, kind of deciding that path, product service or content, most side hustle show guests have started with a service-based business. And the reason for that is, I think, is it's just low barrier to entry, low startup costs, low risk. Mm-hmm. And you kind of can get your feet wet in a way that doesn't, I don't know, like you're quicker to see the money milestone, right? You're you know, just raising your hand, say, hey, I can do this for you. I can design that website for you. I can power wash that driveway for you. I can, uh, you know, gosh, I had... I hired a guy recently, I was selling my car, a mobile car detailer guy. And this guy didn't have any website, but he had like nine Yelp reviews, which was enough to get him like to the top of the list locally, like not super competitive. He comes out and it's like 300 bucks. And I was his second customer of the day. And he's like, oh, I was like, how many of these are you doing? He's like, well, you're my, you're number two. I'm doing three. Like dude's going to make a thousand bucks on a Saturday and he's working for it. Like he's, you know, He's right. trading time for money, but you know he put himself out there and he was getting it done. Really low overhead business. I think there's a ton of examples of that where you don't have to invest the thirty thousand dollars in a website. You don't have to, you know, buy tens of thousands of dollars worth of product and have it imported. Mm-hmm. You kind of validate these things relatively affordably, relatively low risk. And a friend of mine uh, put it this way, where it's like you can. As long as you have managed your downside risk and you're kind of swinging for a decent upside, it's just a matter of taking enough swings. And, you know, because you have one hit that erases all of those kind of mini losses. And this is the same thing with like the crappy websites that I built that didn't go anywhere. It's like, well, it didn't cost that much to test it out. And right. you know, the few that did hit ended up erasing all of those. And then some. That's right. Just keep swinging the bat. I love it. And I love how you're really simplifying. Um, this in that, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out <clears throat> pain points and then you're going out and asking, you know, if you had a magic wand and then you're trying to say, well, how much would you pay for that? Cause then you're getting, what's the value? What would people pay by asking these real questions that people are giving you so much feedback and data without them even realizing it. Right. Yeah. And if you have some sort of, oh, God. sorry. Yeah. It's like some sort of built-in audience and everybody was like, well, you know, the I don't have, I don't have an existing audience, you know, that takes time to build up, but you do have, you know, you know, if you've been working any length of time, you know, a decade plus of, you know, LinkedIn contacts, Facebook contacts, email history, who, you know, may not be your exact target customer, but they might know somebody who is right. And so you kind of put the word out to them that now you do this thing, you solve this problem for this type of person. It's kind of like tapping into your network's network and mm-hmm. like becoming like becoming an easy go-to referral source for that kind of thing. I think that's really powerful uh, versus, you know, doing paid advertising or something right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Do you see it, people a lot of times commit to the wrong thing in the beginning? 
I mean, the wrong thing, it's, I get a lot of people, I have limited time, so I'm nervous about, you know, going down that wrong path. And it's hard to say that any path is the wrong path if it gets you off the sidelines, Mm -hmm. because you learn something from everything that you do. And it's, you know, you know, I started painting houses in college as like my first, you know, toe dip into the entrepreneurship waters and never would have expected that it leads here, but right. it kind of, you, know, you start to have these sales conversations. You start to build that confidence muscle and you, you kind of set yourself going down that path. You get that stone rolling downhill and it builds momentum in a lot of ways. It's Absolutely. hard to say, you know, hard to say anything is like the wrong business idea to start. Yeah. But one thing that you can do is, you know, try and project out three to five years and ask yourself, you know, what does success look like? We're very focused on the downside, the failure, the cost of, you know, what's my, you know, what are people going to think of me if this doesn't work out? And that's all totally valid. Failure sucks, failure stings, like there's no sugarcoating it. But looking at somebody who maybe is three to five years ahead of you and say, well, what does success look like? What is their day-to-day? Are they still working hundred hour weeks or do they have a little flexibility? Do they have a little time leverage in their day? And you can kind of say, you get, if you're, you know, deciding between multiple different paths, you know, using that as a lens to filter some ideas through. I love it all. I'm sure you have such incredible conversations, which is so cool. So um, let me ask you this. What keeps you going as a business owner when you have your down days? You know, there's definitely been some struggles with motivation lately and kind of like the you know, are there another 500 episodes in the bank? Like, do you, how long do you just keep doing this? But right, right. what lights me up are the stories that bubble up from inside the community mm-hmm. and just like the endless creative ways that people are out there making extra money, starting businesses. When, when I started in 2013, I was like legitimately worried, uh, commit to doing this every week. Am I going to run out of people to talk to? Am I going to run right. out of ideas? 10 years later, there are, there's more inbound pitches than there are weeks in the year. Like there's more right. stuff coming in and it's the stuff that comes in from the community. We had a guy who reached out a couple of years ago. He's like, Hey, Nick, you talked about this guy doing, you know, in renting out inflatables, like, you know, for kids parties and stuff yeah. like bounce house rentals. I've got an interesting unconventional rental business for you. I rent out portable hot tubs. I've got a fleet of 25 yes. or 30 of these things, sanitize them in between and, you, you buy them for X and you rent them for Y and it, you know, multiplies out so much faster than like a traditional rental property. It's like, huh, I never heard of that. That's crazy. You know, tell me more. We had a guy who was selling plants out of his backyard and, you know, was making 10 grand a year selling these plants. But right. what was even more interesting, like, oh, I started a YouTube channel about me selling the plants and that's going to make another 10 grand this year. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Um, so so cool. stuff like that, that definitely is motivate and like having now a platform to be able to share those types of stories. It's, it's so, so, so rewarding. It's so people, cool. I love yeah. it all. And, and, you know, it's just, it is like, it's just fun stuff and people are taking action and making things happen and making an impact with, with um, everything they love to do. Right. Yeah. It's a ton so of fun. where can we find you, support you? Where can the audience learn more about you, follow you? I would love to have you tune in to the Side Hustle Show. You find it in any podcast app. If you hit hustle that show, you find a 
little personalized quiz because there's over 500 episodes. If you want to know where to start, I'll build you a little custom playlist for you at hustle.show. Right. <laughs> you just answer a few questions. I'll point you in the right direction. Sidehustlenation.com slash ideas is my constantly updated laundry list of different ways to make extra money. No opt-in required over there. Hopefully gets the creative juices flowing. That's great. That's wonderful. And last um, piece uh, or last question here, what's your best piece of business advice that you'd like to share with people? Think yourself like a scientist. You know, a scientist in the lab never really fails. They just have experiments that either prove or disprove the hypothesis. And similar in business where you test something out and it either works or doesn't, but by positioning it in your mind as an experiment, I think it lessens the sting of those inevitable failures along the way. I read at one point that at any given point, Amazon is testing like a thousand different variables on their site, trying to eke out, you know, the next like 0.01% conversion rate improvements. And, you know, I think we can apply the same tactic on a, on a smaller scale to our low, own lives, to our own businesses, like always have something that you're testing. And, you know, you know, I set a calendar reminder, you know, 30 days from now, Hey, I tweaked this on this date. Did it make any impact? If not, right. great. If not, you know, if yes, cool. Right. So think of, the, think of yourself as a, as a scientist. I love it. That's really great advice. Thank you so much, Nick. Thanks for being here. We'll drop everything in the show notes and um, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Thank you. Wow. What an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.